Hello and welcome to the Women X Film Festival podcast. My name is Karis Rian and this week I'm joined for episode one of episode two. No, that doesn't make sense, does it? Episode part one of part two with the lovely Mel Fielding. Hey Mel. Hi Karis. Hi Karis, just me. Not sound like anyone else, just me. <laughs> um, Mel works alongside me at the festival and many other elements around pictures. Has done for three years now, haven't you? Yeah, I think like a solid three years. I think it's around the time when I joined you, like it's just yeah. coming up. Yeah, little re-anniversary, as we say. <laughs> this week on the podcast, we are going to be talking about festival scams, which, you know, from a festi- film festival itself, it's like, why are you touching that area? But I think it's important to kind of educate filmmakers about the kind of potential scams that are out there because I mean you found some research on this this was kind of like your brainchild in some ways that I had no idea about and even I've been a filmmaker for like 10 11 years and I've come across some things since you looked into this that I just didn't even think was possible <laughs> it seems to be like there's a mix of people who are like good-natured and don't really realise that they're maybe scamming people and people are still falling for it and falling into their trap that they don't realize is a trap and then there's some people who are just taking money and not giving a shit what they're doing <laughs> no it is very much money driven from what we've kind of discovered yeah there's a lot there's a lot to say about the ethics of film festivals there's a lot to say about the makeup of film festivals and we see a lot on the time on twitter like People question um, the structure of it and the nature of it. And I mean, as a festival director and as a filmmaker, I think there's good and bad in in many of them. But we're going to go through some um, in this kind of two-parter. We're not going to name the festivals by name. That is that is not unfair. We wouldn't be giving them an opportunity to defend themselves. Um, so we are just going to call them festival A, B, C, D, etc. Um, but yeah, let's get started. So starting with festival A. You discovered, so this festival was a short film festival hosted in Dubai, but its focus was on, this particular award was focused on best LGBT film. Is that right? Yeah, they have an award called best LGBT plus short, but it's hosted in Dubai, but I can't see, not that they need to really acknowledge it in any way, but I can't see anything on their website which doesn't exist anymore on their instagram any of the award winners or people who submitted no one really mentions the kind of connection there no one's talking about the relevance of it maybe being hosted in dubai it just seems a little iffy to me to have that very specific award in that country but not be saying oh we're doing it for this reason or that reason like they have no mention of it so Are they able to actually screen that short film or any of those winners, any of those submissions in Are Dubai? Are the filmmakers able to attend, like, safely? Yeah. Yeah, it's many things to question. And one thing you've kind of brought up there, and we are going to have, like, a little section on, like, red flags and green flags, but you said their website no longer exists? Yeah, so when I started this, they did have a website. It weren't a very clear one. It was kind of, like, stock imagery with just a superimposed like random graphic of the festival's name saying hi submit to us we cost x amount of money we have x amount of awards we host monthly um and then like a submission link and that was it there was nothing post monthly so the festival happens every single month it did say at one point that it does but the website's disappeared so who knows when it's even hosted but they did have screenings monthly on part of the website it said 
They also said on the website, again, because it doesn't exist, I can't like back this stuff anymore, but they, because the website's gone, it no longer says that they didn't host screenings actually in Dubai. Right. But it is a Dubai Film Festival. So it makes me think kind of what the, where are these people who are running it? Where are they actually based? Are they based in Dubai? Were they based in like Canada or wherever else they were hosting these screenings? Because they had a few in different countries. And that was apparently due to like COVID restrictions. But then surely if you live in Dubai, you're hosting a film festival in Dubai. How can't you host screenings in that country because of COVID restrictions? So you couldn't find any images from the screenings or any filmmakers sharing that they were at the festival or like laurels. You couldn't find any of this stuff. There are there are so many laurels because there's so many awards for this festival. Like how many how many awards are we talking about here? Oh, I don't know. I even know how to count how many there actually is. Best international shot, best independent shot, best documentary shot, best animation shot, best poster, best female whoa, director, whoa, best whoa, male whoa, whoa. <laughs> Best poster is an award? Best trailer, best... Wait. Yeah, so, best poster is an So this is another red flag that I see at many festivals. And some festivals will have many categories for awards that people would submit to and the reason why they do that is because it costs you more money to submit so if you want your short to be nominated for this award and that award and that award it can sometimes be three times the submission fee to submit your film into it but also by having such a wide range of categories it means they can attract a wide range of films so if they have a best horror award or best action award or best comedy award or best lgbtq plus award they'll attract all these films because they'll think oh but there's a just for my film that can fit into it so it's actually a tactic many festivals use to attract a wide range of submissions to drive up the submission fees when in actual fact there's the awards sometimes don't exist or the awards aren't there or there's so many awards that it kind of dilutes the whole kind of process doesn't it a little bit yeah so that so they're basically just like getting you to pay more and more money per one film going in that they might yeah. not even show anyway absolutely <laughs> It's crazy. So there's like no, there's no evidence at all that any screenings took place. I can't see it. So they still have an, an Instagram that's active. They, when you Google this festival, it mostly comes up with people slagging it off, and then a bit Whoa. further down, <laughs> then a bit further comes down to like an empty website that doesn't exist anymore. Um, right. I can't find that. There's also a LinkedIn page that comes up for a film production company that may or may not be connected and they're based in Canada where some of the screenings did take place Canada yeah they have like an office in like I don't even know where it is in Canada in like Ontario or something like a random office block comes listed with this I feel like I need to keep constant like tabs on this to see how deep it's going so how you said the yeah well it just seems that it's just there's no, this takes place in Dubai there's no evidence of screenings there's no photographs that anyone went to this festival like obviously they accepted submissions they made money from this there's no winners there's there's I mean what kind of information when you said people were slagging it off what were people talking about there's there's plenty of winners posting like the laurels and stuff like they're sharing them to their instagrams but they're not no one's saying that they attended it there seems to be hundreds of winners because it is monthly like there seems to be every month somebody new is posting oh i won this thing but a laurel is so easy to make and just put onto a still from your film and then just post and that's it there's no actual evidence that anyone's watched that film 
put any thought into oh my god this was really good this deserves to win an award mm-hmm. absolutely um, and this is the thing as well when you kind of have like a monthly or quarterly festival is that if there's no screens taking place, they're just taking money from filmmakers and the only thing you're getting is a laurel. And I know it's funny because, I, I, you know, I, I used to say years ago, like the more laurels you have, the more good your film looks. But I feel like when you get in further into like the industry of film programming, you start to look at the quality of the laurels. And I don't mean like the actual design, <laughs> by the way, um, or like whether it's a JPEG or a PNG, it's, it's the quality of the festival. So if it's a festival that... I'm like, well, I know that festival doesn't take place and I know that festival like just lets anybody yeah. in. It doesn't count as much, which sounds awful because obviously you are submitting to these festivals and like you're, you've paid money for them and like they've they've selected you, but it's just something to be aware of. Like if something takes place monthly or quarterly or semi-annually, just to be a little bit cautious. <laughs> um, but yes, oh God, there's, there's just so much to, there's just so much to unravel here, to be honest. So were they doing any like online screenings or anything like that? It said that they were having, I think, I don't even think it was in like 2020 or something. Like I think they started after that, which makes me, it flags up. Of course, a lot of festivals did do digital screenings because of COVID. That makes sense. But I think they started in like 2021 when things started to reopen, especially in a lot of other countries outside like Europe and the UK. So that makes me iffy about it because then why were they not hosting in-person screenings in Dubai as far as I can see there's never been anything hosted in Dubai from like their comments I've not seen any evidence of actual screenings the same way like there's no pictures of the team behind this there's no yeah there's no talks that go on at this festival there's no people who are partners there's no here's our festival like founder here's our like host here's our like programmers and stuff there's no one who seems to actually be like a real person attached to this which I guess like if you add like a level of like anonymity (laughs) if you add a level of who the hell is this person (laughs) Like it takes away, it takes away some of the blame. So like, there's nobody. If this festival up and disappears one day, owing a bunch of people money, there's no one to chase mm. down to be like, who is this dude who owes me money? It's just That's some random festival point. in the middle of Dubai, not in Canada, which may be a short drive for some filmmakers <laughs> in Dubai. Oh, it's so dodgy. It's just so dodgy. And I didn't like, as I've just seen here as well, you've put that on the website that is now deleted. It says that they recommend filmmakers submit to as many categories possible to qualify for awards. Like, that is just unethical. Yeah, I don't remember the exact amount that it was for like submission, but it did say, hi, if you think that you stand a chance of winning or you want to have a better chance of winning, you know, submit to more, but you're paying for a award, like you said. So what could be like a good 20 quid for one filmmaker turns into like 180 for another Especially if best poster can win. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are some great posters out there and, you know, it's they should be celebrated. They are an art uh, work in many ways, but that does, yeah, that does throw some concerns for me. Oh, goodness me. Well, Festival <laughs> A. So it's now, it's not, I couldn't find it on Film Freeway when you sent it over to me. I'm guessing that it's now like just, just an oh. Instagram page. I didn't know about that. That must have happened because I swear the film freeway was still active at one point. Um, I guess they're just operating out of Instagram. <laughs> Can you even do that? 
But that makes me think because like the film production company that came up started mm. after like their website disappeared, it seems. Maybe they've maybe, maybe they've they got the funding and were able to set up a production company. <laughs> they're scamming everybody. <laughs> oh, it's just wild. Yeah, I get it. I get it. You've got to try lots of different things in this industry. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Well, we've got many stories about that actually. It's not the first festival to have done that, but wow, that's that's intense. Um <laughs> okay, moving on to film festival B. So this was a festival that was meant to be taking place in London and hosted with a university attached to it. <laughs> but when attendees showed up, they found out there was never a festival happening. The university had no idea what they were talking about it. Permits were never approved. And the festival organisers disappeared with the money, never put on the event and um, has never been heard from again. A few people looked into it and Film Fue did like remove it and refund a couple of like the attendees and the filmmakers who submitted. But I don't think Film Fue is kind of famous for not knowing how to kind of moderate itself as yes. easy yeah. as others, others do. So I think maybe a few people did like lose out on that one. It's, I remember it's... like years ago. When I was like Googling, when I was like a student Googling, oh, how can I earn money as a student? One thing that did come up on a few lists was like, you can throw like student film festivals. Mm-hmm. Like this is such a good way to make money because like per submission, you can have like 50 quid. If 10 people submit, that's like 10 it's, times 50 quid. <laughs> it's so, there's so much I have to say on this because it really, I really um have seen and witnessed so many people try and do this where they think, oh, we'll put together a film festival, we'll charge filmmakers, and then we'll just pocket the the, the income. The money that you receive from submissions go, should go towards the running of your film festival, like without a doubt. But the, it is difficult because I, I do know now that Film Freeway have put in certain measures for new festivals. Um, if you create like a new festival page now on Film Freeway, you I, I'm pretty sure that it works in a way that you don't get to pocket any of the submission fees until the festival has taken place. I think it's just for your first year. Oh, but so also you, you start... So Exactly. But I think you also start in a minus, like you have to earn a certain amount. I don't know the full story of this. Well, I'll look into it for the next episode. Um, But just because I know that a group of students I know were putting together a film festival and they had to jump through a few hoops for this. But it, you know, it is it is seen by some people as a money making as a money making scheme. And it's disgusting. And to never put on event. I mean, that is you are breaking many laws in that way as well, like training standards and things like that. But there's so many elements to it that it's just awful. And the fact that they lied about university being involved as well, that's quite dangerous. Like that could be like a lawsuit right there. And I do wonder whether, you know, if I set up a Film Freeway page back in the day and then just disappeared and deleted it, would Film Freeway know how to contact me or get that money back? It's, you know, once it's gone, it's gone, I guess. Especially if you're like using like throwaway email addresses, throwaway accounts, you're you've opened like a business a business card, so it's not really attached to just one person. It's attached to a corporation that might not mm. exist properly or something. Exactly. Then there's exactly. less people to track down and hold accountable. I think that's why like not every single festival will do it, but it's important to see them announce kind of some of the people that they work yeah. for and look for team pages as yeah. well, like. 
Because if not, like, who are the people actually running this? Will they be there at the university on the day to be like, hi, here's the festival? I just think the it's... Party. It's it's like any event, isn't it? It's like you wouldn't go to a sound like that. You wouldn't you wouldn't steal a car. <laughs> um, you um you wouldn't go to like a music festival. They haven't announced the bands, or like you didn't know where it was. Or yeah. I think that festivals now they have a, a moral duty to show the behind the scenes of it, like the running of it. Like we do that with our festival, um, not to like prove we're not scammers. We we're just not scammers, um, <laughs> but just to kind of give more of an all round picture of like who who is behind the scenes of this, like who who are making these decisions who are your programmers who is your jewelry who is you know leading your festival what what's your venue who works at your venue like who's going to be there to support me because you know film festivals are a business like you know people might find that a bit of an icky word when it comes to it but it is running a business you are providing a service for people and providing you know service for filmmakers to screen their work and also service for film lovers to come and enjoy the festival and there's operational you know requirements that go into that if you find it boring you know I say this all the time there's very many fun parts of running a festival and there's also so many boring parts too but you have to do the boring to get to the fun and it's just a shame that many people are doing that and it's horrible because you know falling victim to a scam even if it's just a film festival it's still a scam and it's still wrong and like people work work hard for their money and I think you said that some of the submission fees for this festival were like a hundred dollars yeah ranging from 15 to 100 dollars I don't know what dollars is in pounds but anything like with two zeros is scary especially most filmmakers in my experience are either students or people doing it as like a second career yeah especially the ones who are planning willing to travel to a different country for a film festival are usually doing it because they think oh this will be a big shot for me like I can go and I can network I can meet people this could be my big break I can find my next job and this person in the article where I found festival B it was written by somebody who said that they traveled from America to England (gasps) to come to the festival that just didn't exist but when they did it when, when they actually did it, they said that they, up until arriving, they were speaking to somebody who was giving them directions, who was telling them what airport to go to. And then they were just dropped and they were like, hi, I'm at the university. And they say that it's not real. Hi. That's when they that's when they stopped speaking to them. You are joking. So that's what, I think that's how you know it weren't just like somebody who's misleading people by accident. It's somebody who's maybe just not got permits for an event they were planning to throw when they thought, oh, it's no big deal. That was somebody aware that somebody was spending real money who wanted to come to this event. And they were like leading them on a bit. Oh, my. Oh, 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 my God. Oh, my God. Like. Oh my god! I mean, sure, she probably like got like a refund from Film Freeway or credit or something. But then, what about the flights? What about the yeah. you know accommodation she would have booked? Who does that to someone like that? Duplicit. Like, if you knew you were going to scam people, I am so shocked at that. It's dreadful. Especially like at Women X, we had like a few people who travelled by like, quite far, and then some people legitimately had to fly in to like yeah, Darlington yeah, to see mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like, how how crap would it be if you'd have put all this effort in and you were so excited to attend an event, even if it weren't going to be like a big deal and it was a small yeah. indie festival. Mm-hmm. If you were so excited for people to watch your films and tell you about your film and then it just doesn't exist at the end of the day, you'd be gutted. That is absolutely dreadful. I can't believe they did that to somebody. That is, abs- I mean, like you said, it, sh- it shouldn't matter whether they've travelled like a thousand miles or a hundred miles or down the road. Like that's just... 
Oh, that makes me feel so icky. Oh, what a bastard. <laughs> I'm guessing it was a man. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, that wraps up part one of our uh, two-parter on scam festivals. I mean, I am, my heart's racing. I don't know. I don't want to know anymore about this. This is making me feel very uncomfortable. But thank you so much, Mel, for joining me for this episode and your amazing research. And I can't wait to hear more. Thanks for listening, guys. Keep keep your eye out out there on scam festivals. We'll be providing some tips, I'm sure. Um, and we'll chat to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.